right, it is first image with Connor and Manny. A recap of week 15 and a small preview of Monday Night Football and Tuesday Night Football because COVID has decided to, to move games around and hopefully games will still be played. I mean, last year when – I mean, COVID is still crazy. I was going to say it was, it was crazier last year, but I would, I would say it's as – crazy somewhat uh it's a little different but uh we're we're back to moving games and last week i talked about being confused because there's saturday football and now we've got saturday sunday monday and tuesday football so the days are going to be way off for me i the game starts at 5 p.m today but it is football i'm okay with it it's ball season also so there's there's college football pretty much every day till new year's day and it's looking good but do you do you think we're just going to continue to have these uh games rescheduled before we hit the playoffs manny or how do you think do you think the nfl will be able to get this COVID situation under wraps i guess yeah i mean not totally on the wraps i mean i wasn't expecting this i i thought we were going to get through the season without having uh any postponements any rescheduling and stuff like that but just out of nowhere, you, a bunch of people hit the COVID list. There's a few games rescheduled, and now you're kind of thinking going forward, what's going to happen? How is this possibly going to affect the playoffs and scheduling like that? So uh, I'm not completely worried about it, but just uh, I wasn't expecting this so close to the end of the season already. But, uh, yeah, it should be interesting to see how they monitor it going forward, with uh, especially starting tonight when neither Baker or their backup is playing. We'll see how that affects other teams. Yeah, it's wild, and it obviously creates a unfair advantage for teams. And it's it's just, I guess, kind of it comes down to luck, to be honest. I mean, a lot of it is injury luck, but it's also COVID luck nowadays. And I think it's gonna it's gonna have some big effects. I mean, we see the, the Browns tonight. I mean, they're in they're in the playoff hunt, and they're they're in the thick of it right now. You got the Vikings in the thick of the playoff hunt got so many teams just trying to push for that seventh wild card spot in, in both divisions and I think it might come down to hey if your star players ready to play or if they were not but we can jump back a little bit and I don't know there's not much to discuss about the game per se since it's since it's been a while but Chiefs Chargers head to overtime Thursday night football very good Thursday night football game but the Chiefs Back to the number one seed. You know, they start three and four. Now they're 10 and four. They're looking good. Are they the team to beat in the AFC, Manny? Or are we thinking they've kind of figured everything out for the most part by now? Um, yeah, I think I'd agree with that. I think they're my team to beat at least just because um, I was never really off on them. I never really got off the bandwagon of the Chiefs just because um, it, there's always that risk of something Something could spark, and then they're back to their old ways. And I think every AFC team kind of feared that um, that the Chiefs would get back to the number one spot. And for the most part of the season, it didn't seem like they would. It didn't seem like they would figure it out. But we're here now, week 15, or to the conclusion of week 15, and they're sitting at 10-4 and four at the top of the AFC with the Tennessee Titans losing and the Patriots losing. They're both 9-5. and five. So <clears throat> the rest of the season, I think the Chiefs, um, might not have it easy. I mean, I know they play my beloved Steelers this coming week, so we'll see how that goes. If the Steelers could 
do some other teams a favor there. Unlikely, but um, yeah, I think the right now they're they're just getting hot at the right time and they're right where they want to be. Um, like I just said, getting hot at the right time and for having that home field advantage, I think it's huge for them really more than any other team, I think, in this uh, conference, just because of how impactful um, Arrowhead is to them, how a lot of how their defense, I think, the in some games I've watched of them, how their defense just elevates to a whole new level, When especially when they're at home. They're not really prone to too many mistakes at home, and it just seems like they're, they're kind of zoned in on all levels, secondary, defensive line, linebackers. They all seem to be playing cohesive football when they're at home especially, so um, right now they're sitting well, and with three weeks left, I think they'll they'll do enough um, with their play style right now to keep hold of that number one uh, seed and have it, and have home field advantage throughout the playoffs and maybe even uh, up to the AFC Championship. And then Saturday night football game got rescheduled. We've kind of mentioned it before. Now we're looking at Patriots Colts. The single game from Saturday is supposed to be two Colts. Looked very strong. I mean, they they shut out the Patriots until the fourth quarter at a, at a point they're up 20-0. They, they still win 27-17. It gets a little close at the end. But, you know, Jonathan Taylor puts it away, unsurprisingly, to, to most. I mean, he is someone that, hey, might not get a big run nine times out of ten, but that tenth time he, you know, pops it off for, for 40 yards, and you're like, man, we're, we're stopping him. But he's just got that explosive energy. The Colts are playing well. But I'm not worried about the Patriots either. I think both these teams you, you don't want to meet in the playoffs, to be honest. I'm not sure. I mean, Manny, is there one team that you would pref- rather prefer not to play than the other? Or are you just kind of saying, hey, I would prefer not to go against either? That, that's a good question. I think I think if I were to choose which one I would least like to play, it would probably be the Patriots just because, um, as crazy as it might sound, I think I just trust – their quarterback maybe a little bit more than I do the coach just because of that system that Mac is in and um I don't know the, just the way that they've built it around him it just seems like he is least prone to mistakes than Carson Wentz is I just think that when Carson Wentz I mean they're the fifth seed right now which is impressive um on its own right I think he will most likely have to play in a game on the road and I think there will be a couple plays where he'll have to make a throw um in this game we didn't really see it um their strategy was clear that they were just going to win the game through Jonathan Taylor and just run it through him Carson Wentz threw it only 12 times and he was five of 12 with 57 yards um that's okay when you're playing against the Patriots right now but again like I mentioned before when you're going up against um the Chiefs especially maybe even the Bengals um the Titans perhaps if they have Derrick Henry, you're going to have to make a play where it's going to have to be Carson Wentz making a great throw, maybe outside of the pocket, making just some very good quarterback play that kind of wins them the game or pushes them to towards um, that victory on the road, perhaps. So um, I just think what the Colts have is it's very well established. Uh, they play great defense and run the ball a lot and they should, but I think in the playoffs when you're playing against the best of the best, I think it really comes down to the f- more, um, finer details when you're trying to distinguish these teams from from one another. And I just think that Carson Wentz is prone to making a uh, mental lapse and ill-advised throw when he's trying to win the game, kind of playing hero ball a little bit too much, and it'll end up costing them. So I think I'd rather not see the Patriots just because, again, they just seem – just because of what history has shown us with the Patriots, they're just very well built in that in their game plan and such. I agree with that selection, I, I think – 
Carson Wentz. You can kind of just wait to to mess up at this point. And I think the Colts even know that in a way. I know that now he's played a certain number of snaps, so they're giving away that first round pick, which is exciting for for Eagles fans. But I think they they know they got to work it through Jonathan Taylor to win games, which is fine. And the defense is good enough to you know help the offense control possession, get some three and outs, and then just give it right back to the offense where they can just take away time from the other team. And that's that's basically the game plan. It's it's pretty simple. It's most likely going to work. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, I know, struggled with with fumbles in college, but he's gotten a lot better at the pro level. And I and I think this is a team that both teams you don't want to play either team, but I I would agree that I think you're you're hoping Carson Wentz makes a mistake, even though he's a veteran quarterback compared to Mac Jones. Moving forward, though, my oh my, this was. An exciting score update when I got that the Lions were leading. But whew, this is such a bad dropped game by the Cardinals. I mean, they you gotta win this game for, for obvious reasons. You're you're in the hunt for that number one seed. You're you're losing the head-to-head matchup against the Packers at this point, but you're you're hoping the Packers drop one and you can finish out the season basically uh, on a win streak. And losing this game just gives the opportunity for the Packers to lose another, which is, you know, not something you want to see whatsoever. And especially since you've got the Colts, Cowboys, I would say two playoff teams for sure, and Seahawks who, yeah, they they probably won't make the playoffs, but they're going to give you all they've got. It's their last game of the season. They're going to try to win it and they still could be in the hunt. I could see it being one of those weird ones where, like, if this team wins and this team ties and this team loses, the Seahawks get in. But, I mean, you can't lose this game. It's the Lions. The worst, second worst, third worst, doesn't matter. One of the worst teams in the NFL, and you drop it. I mean, Manny, do you think this is one of the bigger mistakes the the Cardinals could have made they did make and uh how do you do you think they'll be able to bounce back when I mean, you got Colts and Cowboys in the next two weeks yeah I mean it's definitely a, a shocker for me I don't know it's just crazy how um the Lions just uh, undoubtedly their best game of the season um by far and the and the Cardinals just um just I didn't really like the game plan from the Cardinals I think um you know you're coming into this game with no Hopkins and I know you still have some great weapons, James Conner, uh, Christian Kirk, A.J. Green has been playing way better than he did the last couple of seasons he did with the Bengals. But even so, I think Kyler and Cliff Kingsbury, um, just the game plan that they were trying to throw themselves out of the game a little bit and trying to throw it, I think, a little bit too early um, on early in the game. I think it just was their downfall. I think when you have guys like James Conner and Chase Edmonds coming back, I think they should have been integrated more into this uh, game plan just because um, you know you're not going to have the same kind of dynamic connection, dynamic plays with your arguably your best player being out in Hopkins. Um, so I think they should have ran it with them to a lot more than they did um, just because James Conner James Conner has had a great season. Um, I think he has over like 15, 16 touchdowns or something like that, something crazy. And you get a guy, a very dynamic play playmaker with uh, Chase Edmonds coming back, who's very different from James Conner, but out of the backfield can give you that one-two punch. And again, they both ran it or touched the ball at like six or seven times. So I think they should have ran it through them a lot more. 
Um, and yeah, going forward, like you mentioned, Connor, they have the Cowboys, who I think defensively, with all their stars back, could give the Cardinals a lot of trouble. Um, with Michael Parsons, um, Demarcus Lawrence, <clears throat> and Randy Gregory all um, kind of collapsing in on guys like Kyler Murray and just forcing him to make interceptions, I think that doesn't really match up well with them. And with the Seahawks, again, like you mentioned, um, they're not particularly the best team right now, but it's a division game. Anything can happen. So, uh, And the Colts, too, or just grind out the, the game away with, uh, with anybody if you uh, can't match it or just force them to – um, go point for point with you with Carson Wentz. So I think it very bad loss for the Cardinals. They're sitting at 10 and four at, as a four seed right now. And only a game behind the Rams who are nine and four right now, who, who do play Tuesday, um, which would be an interesting game to watch against the Seahawks, see if they drop the bar, capitalize on this opportunity. But the Cardinals have just opened the door for all these teams that are kind of like, uh, don't have, aren't the most hopeful that they'll kind of overtake the Cardinals or match them up with them. But they left the door a little bit too wide open and now they're kind of find themselves in a position where these last three games matter a lot more than they did a couple of weeks ago when everybody saw them as the clear cut best team in the NFC. Yeah. And it's, it is opening up the door and it's opening up to the door where they might not play a, a home field playoff game. And, and for a while it was looking like they would have home field advantage throughout the playoffs, which is huge, especially talking about that, that number one seed, since you're the only team with a bye and everyone knows the stats, it's when you're most likely number one seed, you most likely make the Super Bowl. I know it didn't happen last year for uh, for the Packers and the, the number one seed didn't didn't win the uh, the Super Bowl, but it's it just generally happens where the number one seed is just that extra week off is very, very beneficial. And the Cardinals look like, if things don't go their way, if they lose to the Colts, if they lose to the Cowboys, I mean, they could easily lose both those. If they come out one and one, I could see that too. But two and zero is going to be extremely difficult. And the Rams are sitting there uh, having a very good shot of taking over the Cardinals in their division. And I mean, I can't imagine them not being able to play a home game where a couple of weeks ago I was thinking they're the one or two seed, uh, undoubtedly. But we can head over to the AFC Titans-Steelers. Steelers got a big win, a needed win. Titans also need it to win this game to stick up there. I mean, I think they'll be fine. They'll make the playoffs. Titans and Colts should both probably make the playoffs. Well, one's either going to be a wild card or a the divisional leader, obviously. Steelers, huge win. Obviously, you're probably cheering against the Browns tonight and Packers are going to beat the Ravens for you. And you're sitting there out of it, still in the hunt. Did this game build confidence for you, Manny? Or you, do you see a path of making the playoffs or you think it's going to be uh, coming down to that Week 18 game? Yeah, a little bit of both. It's it's weird when you're – these last three games are obviously huge for – for not just the Steelers, I think, but um, well, we play the Chiefs this coming week, then we play the Browns, and obviously the Ravens that last week. So I think big three games for all three of, for all four of those teams actually. With the Chiefs, um, the Chiefs being the number one seed, ten and four. But if they drop a game, then it kind of gets a little tricky going forward for them. The Browns again, they have tonight or no, yeah, tonight. Um, they have tonight, and then obviously next the following week against <clears throat> whatever team, and then they play us. Um, so, again, it's very big 
for for all these teams involved because it's with the AFC, it's just so tight. Everyone's within one or two games of each other. Um, the Steelers currently sit tenth right now, but to get to the seventh spot, the they already beat the Bills, who are eight and six, and the the Bills still have to play the Patriots at uh, New England. So, um, I think the Steelers right now should be feeling a little bit more confident for their playoff chances, feeling a little bit better just because they be a contending team that the Titans is. But I say that, but I picked the Steelers kind of to win this game. I wasn't really concerned really with the Titans just because I know they're depleted of probably their best three players. Um, but even so, they're the three seed. But I, they're just kind of like not a fraudulent team. I don't want to say that. I don't want to be too harsh on them because they have been some good, some good teams. But I just don't think they're really a top three team in the AFC. I think I would probably put the Colts really up there, probably over them, um, playing better. Maybe the Chargers as well, um, who sit at the six. So um, I'm glad the Steelers beat a, a contending team and have kind of put themselves again in that playoff uh, picture, kind of vying for one of those last spots. Because if they lost this game, they would have totally been out of it. There probably would have been no chance of them um, getting in, even because it's this coming week, they play the Chiefs, and it will most likely be a loss, so they'll be 7-7. Seven and seven, But they still got those two divisional games. So, again, just much like the NFC with the loss of the uh, the Cardinals, this win, I guess, for the Steelers and a couple other losses are around the AFC has kind of opened the door for them to kind of hope, why not? We could probably get the seventh seed um, over the Bills, who kind of don't really play well enough to convince you yet that they should be one of the top five teams, top six teams to be in the playoffs. So I think this Chiefs game will be very big for them. I know it's an arrowhead and very not not likely at all that they win. But if they make it close, if they kind of give themselves a chance to win like they have in these other games, um, I think they'll build their confidence even more. And we already beat the Browns and the Ravens. So um, those last two games, I'm not saying they'll be easy, but I know stretch it'll be easy. But uh, you should be going up against those two divisional teams that you've already been with a lot more confidence. If you were to uh, to lose to the Chiefs, you'd still have somewhat of a chance if you beat the Browns and the Ravens after that. Looking towards Packers, Ravens, it was it was a little bit of an odd game. I mean, I would say the Packers dominated, and then the the fourth quarter they they let the the Ravens back into the game to be honest and uh not something you want to see john harbaugh obviously goes for for two as i think pretty much everyone expected him to go for two whether you agree with or not um i mean mark andrews was was loose all game obviously the packers game plan against andrews did not work whatsoever and i'm sure there's plenty of fantasy managers happy yesterday when with the start of playoffs and I mean, there is, there's a lot of, when you look at Sunday Night Football, there were big fantasy players injured. But talking about this game more, I mean, Packers look strong and the, the Ravens kind of stuck around and they, they showed that they are a pretty well-diversified team overall. But I'm just not sure. I think they're just going to sit. I'm not sure how confident I am in them making the playoffs. And if they do make the playoffs, I'm not sure if they can make it very far. I, like they're not a team you want to play. They, they can beat you in a day. They can dominate. If Lamar Jackson's healthy, he's, he's one of the best QBs. I mean, you can get after him, but he's, he's going to be able to create time and just 
find first down after first down. You're like, man, that guy shouldn't be able to get there. But I mean, this this Ravens team, I think, does have issues, and it's a lot due to to the injuries. And I don't think there's anything they can do about it, quite frankly. I mean, Manny, do you do you see this team being a, a true playoff threat come January and February? I think just much like the Steelers and maybe even the Browns, if they get in, they're they they have a chance. And if they do get in, it'll be because they they've turned something around, they've changed something to make them play very well over these last three weeks. But if you're the Chiefs, Patriots, Titans, Colts, Chargers, I think if one of these teams make it, Ravens, Browns, or Steelers make it, and I think that's they don't you don't really really feel them at all. I think that's the team you want to play or want to see in the early rounds. Um, but again, for the Ravens, <clears throat> these last three weeks are very tough um, for them. You, obviously, we got to see how Lamar Jackson recovers from that ankle injury. Um, but they have the Bengals coming up this week, and then they have the Rams, and then they have the Steelers. So very, three incredibly tough games with huge playoff implications for the Bengals, Ravens, Rams, and the Steelers. All all these teams um, are kind of not playing just to kind of rest their guys like they usually are these last couple of weeks. Everyone's still trying to clinch a spot and kind of seeing where they fall in these seedings. I think they said something yesterday over in one of the games that it's one of the first times in these last couple of weeks where nobody has really clinched a spot yet. And it's like the latest um, that this has ever played out to. So I think it just makes for a much more interesting season. And um, for the Ravens, I think they have to at least – to give themselves the best chance, they got to beat the Bengals and at least the Steelers to give themselves the best chance because they're in the division in their same conference. And if they get those two, which I think is very possible, um, they'll give themselves their best chance. But I don't really expect them to beat the Rams just because they kind of seem to be kind of turning a page now, playing a lot better. Um, but with the Bengals and the Steelers, I think both teams, Bengals and Steelers, have yet to really convince you. Both are very inconsistent. And even though the Bengals sit at the four um, spot right now they're not really putting as much fear into your into your team like the Colts are the Chargers are who are five and six so um, anything can happen in the in these last three weeks but I just think like you said Connor I'll back I'll back that this point up that the Ravens are have their, kind of have their hands tied just because all the unfortunate injuries and um, they're lucky to still have Lamar Jackson even though he kind of got scared of also losing him um, he'll most likely play at least two of these last three games. So I think they're just unfortunate to be hit with so many injuries and just to still be in this race. I think it just says a lot about their coaching and everything like that. Um, but yeah, I think um, they still have a shot, but these last three weeks are crucial to them or as crucial to them as they are to really any other team. Looking at Sunday night football, Saints shut out Tom Brady. 9-0, not an exciting game by any means. I think it's it just seems like it's one of those things where the, the Saints kind of have Brady's number a, a little bit. Um and they they play really, really well uh, against Brady. They they step up to the mantle, at least in the, the regular season thus far. And they, they don't have anything crazy on offense by any means. I mean, their their QB situation is is not good. You don't want Hill as your QB, even though they pay him like you would want him as your QB. But that's just how the Saints roll, I guess. I mean, Buccaneers, huge injuries, though. 
I mean, Evans, Chris Godwin, it seems like they will all be fine and not long-term. Fournette will not be long-term. I think they all believe they can be back by the playoffs. But if they're not back, I mean, this really drops the, the expectations of the Buccaneers. I don't think they can win without those without those key players. I mean, would you agree with me, Manny, or do you think the Buccaneers could figure something out without those three key offensive players? It's tough because I think the biggest one for me was uh, Chris Godwin losing him uh, for the uh, definitely the rest of the regular season. I know they said he'll probably be back for the playoffs, and the, the, the Buccaneers have a pretty easy schedule the rest of the way. I think they have the Panthers, the Jets maybe, and maybe some other team, maybe even the Panthers again. Um, but yeah, I think without those three guys, it's it's tough because with Fournette, he should be okay um, going forward. But he's, I think, if other than Godwin, I think he's one of the pieces that they need because you can't have Tom Brady throwing your him hit, throwing himself out of the game like uh, like he tried yesterday, especially with no weapons. Um, I don't think he's the same Tom Brady that can kind of um, that you can kind of depend on to win you games. Obviously, if there's if he has all his weapons and it's the fourth quarter, one more drive, he could absolutely deliver. But asking him to come back nine nothing with a team that has has been playing great def- defensively at least overall um, throughout the season and taking away his three um, three out of his best like weapons is is very it's a very daunting task for a guy that's forty four years old but is still playing great. Um, but even still, it's um it's much harder for him to do it now than before. Um, with Chris Godwin, like I mentioned before, he's a guy. He kind of become this safety blanket for Brady, uh, to look over over the middle. It's slants, post routes, drags, anything. Um, he got 15 receptions one game or something crazy like that. So Brady obviously looks for him when there is pressure in his face a lot of the times, like there were yesterday, but he wasn't there. Him and he tried to connect with Gronk, I think like 11, 12 times, and. There was like nine drops. There were two of 11. It's just nothing really seemed to go well for them yesterday. But going forward, I think they're getting Antonio Brown back. So that should definitely be a plus for, for them offensively, for Brady to get the ball out quicker to somebody who could absolutely still get open. Um, but, yeah, without – I think they could do well with at least Godwin and Fournette playing well for them or coming back for them as soon as possible. Evans is kind of – he's kind of – become more of their deep threat he's not really a guy that like Brady looks for to check down to or kind of get the receptions when he's in trouble I think there's Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin and even Gronk for that but Fournette and Godwin read the key pieces for me because they also need a run game especially when the Packers have A.J. Dillon and um, Adam Jones Aaron Jones excuse me in their backfield and the Cowboys have Tony Pollard Zeke um, in their backfield and even the Cardinals with James Conner. So they need a running game and can't just throw it 40, 50 times a game with Tom Brady. I think that'll just put him in harm's way for guys to get at him like they did yesterday, like Cam Jordan, who was absolutely having a day with their right guard. So, um, yeah, going forward, they need at least those two guys back to kind of kind of stabilize their offense and kind of get back to um, that point offense that they had going forward uh, these last couple of weeks. Moving towards tonight's games, Browns, Raiders, and I, I really don't know what to make of it, to be honest. I, I don't know how it's going to turn out by any means. I mean, both teams have 
so many players on they're out, they're on injured reserve, they're out because of COVID, and it's going to play a very big role in in tonight's game. And I honestly I don't know what to think. I think I lean towards the Browns still. I think they'll still be able to to figure it out if I'm not mistaken, Nick Chubb is is playing, correct? I know Cream Hunt's out, but as long as Nick Chubb's there, as long as they have one of them, I think they can they can figure it out. They can at least establish a run game, hopefully. And yes, the the defense is not fully healthy, but also the Raiders offense is not fully healthy, healthy, and that defense is not fully healthy. So I think it could go anyway. I have no idea, to be completely honest. And I generally have a feeling for one, but it's one of those games where I'm like, hey, I don't I won't know half the players' names because they're they're second and, and third stringers. Why would I why would I know who's gonna win this game? But do you do you side either way specifically for this uh, Las Vegas Cleveland game? It's I just I'm kind of in the same boat as you. It's just really weird. Um I haven't much I haven't watched much of the Raiders um this season, but other than when they were hot in the beginning of the season, but obviously off field issues and stuff like that distractions have really uh, caused this team to kind of deteriorate over the, this season. Um, now they're sitting at six and seven and the Browns are seven and six, but they don't have um, two of the guys, two of the quarterbacks that they would much rather have playing than their third string guy. Um, and Nick Mullins, who um, I say that he has shown us something with the 49ers before um, there is some um, potential there for, place to be made um, with some of these guys. But if the Browns want to win this game, I don't think um, by any means they should rely on Nick Mullins to save them. Um, if you're, if they require Nick Mullins to, to kind of win them this game, I think there's a lot deeper issues than COVID with this team. If they're having their third string or trying to win them this game. Um, but you, either way, I still, I, th- I think I'm still going to side with the Raiders just because they have Derek Carr and most of their guys are still there. Um, he's built Derek Carr has built a, a seems a good good relationship with Hunter Renfro. Um, I think that'll be key for this game. Um, Jake Josh Jacobs will, will most likely be playing. Um, I think they're just they're healthier. That I think uh, overall they're just healthier um, than the Browns are. And um, in terms of um, for Baker Mayfield's sake, I think. There's nothing worse that could happen tonight than if Nick Mullins throws for like 300, over 300 yards, three touchdowns and no interceptions. That would be, uh, that'll be blown up way out of proportion tomorrow. And if the Browns win and be, be and move up to eight and six, I think um, it would be blown out of proportion a lot more than it should. People will be reading into it more off, more than they should. And again, we'll start to question Baker even more than they've already have in a contract year where he hasn't played um, uh, very particularly great or even good um, throughout most games. So um, that'll be the worst case scenario for anybody, for Baker, if he's, if he, once he's tuning into this game. But I'm going to side with the Raiders. Um, I think they're just healthier. They're, they have their impact players that could kind of grind out this game and get them a win over the Browns, who defensively, they're mostly there. Um, they'll, they'll, put up a, they'll put up a fight defensively, but I don't think they'll be able to match up um, offensively with the Raiders just because, again, they're healthier. So it's just unfortunate that they have to play with uh, their hands tied behind their back for this game. Other Monday night football game is Vikings-Bears. And 
Vikings should should win this game. I don't think it will be that simple, though. It kind of feels like a game the Vikings will, for some unknown reason, give up, and the Bears will come out strong. I mean, Matt Nagy will most likely get fired after this season. He's he's definitely coaching for his for his job at, at this point. I feel like he's been coaching it for it for the past three years, but beside that point, um, the Vikings need to win this game. I mean, I'm not sure how the um, excuse me, the the tiebreakers will fall out if the Vikings win a night at seven and seven against the Saints being seven and seven. But at least they're they're there, right there with the Saints in that uh, wild card position. Um, and they need to win it. I mean, they have a smaller injury report by a significant amount. They have better players, better offensive players, healthy, uh, a a better defense somewhat overall, at least that they're healthy. The defense on the bear side just isn't healthy at this moment. That's definitely affected that team. But Vikings should win, but I'm, I'm not confident. I mean, are, are you confident in the Vikings tonight to get this win and possibly – keep them in playoff contention? Um, I, I think I am um, just because it seems like offensively, they know what they're doing and defensively they've played a little bit better over these last couple weeks than they have um, before, but it's just, you just want to be, you want to be convinced by the Vikings that they're good. They have um, great offensive weapons, stealing Jefferson and cook. They're even guys stepping up like KJ Osborne and also their tight end Conklin, who has been uh, having a pretty decent season for uh, for himself and kind of building that relationship with Kirk Cousins. And um, their defense has been playing a little bit better over these last two weeks. But again, this is the team that to beat the Green Bay Packers, who sit at the top of the whole NFC, but still were one of the two wins that the Lions got. So again, it's you want to be convinced by them, but you just never know. Um, the Bears, again, similar story, but kind of on the opposite spectrum. They've lost a lot of games, but they have similar – they have one or two wins that kind of – or one or two performances that are like, like, hey, this team this team has something, especially when Justin Fields plays. It's like, hey, this team has potential to do something. And they were um, kind of giving the Packers trouble last week when they were – at least in that first half when they were kind of matching them point for point and kind of having these big plays, but kind of just tailed off at the end. Uh, they it wasn't enough to hold on to them, um, but again, I think it won't be really easy for the Vikings to to kind of put away the Bears. Um, I think it'll be a lot of a lot of it will be depending on how Justin Fields play plays and if that offense, if the Bears offense can kind of duplicate what they did against the Packers, they're giving a way better shot. Um, but again, um, for the yeah, but for the Vikings, I think they have to win this game if they want to getting themselves into the playoffs with the Saints um, upsetting the Bucks. They they're seven and seven now with that last spot in the playoffs. So um, the Vikings need to keep pace with them if they want to have a shot, because after this, they played the bears the last game of the season. And then before that they played the Packers and the Rams. So most likely they won't win those two games, but I say that they already beat the Packers, but I think it'll be a different story week 17, but they have to absolutely take this one if they want to keep pacing, kind of still have hope for uh, for one of those last couple playoff spots that they're uh, they're trying to get to. Looking at Tuesday night games, got Rams, Seahawks, football team, Eagles, 
neither super exciting games, but both have huge, not huge, but pretty big playoff implications at this point, which is, you know, what, what you're looking for. And Rams should win this game. I kind of feel the same way about the, the Vikings and Bears game. I think the, the Rams are obviously better, but I think, you know, Russell Wilson, obviously I trust him a lot more than Justin Fields at this point, but I, I think he'll be able to keep this Seahawks team around in it. The, the Rams, though, are starting to get uh, back in the flow of things again. And that is something I was I was a little bit worried about for for a while was the Rams just because they don't they didn't seem like they were playing up to to expectations but now they've seemed like they're able to establish that run game just enough where you have to kind of play it and then you know Matthew Stafford uh, is always dealing with injuries but hopefully you can get him fully healthy for the playoffs but I I expect the Rams win a close Rams win. Seahawks games are normally weird, but I think this is possibly the last year for Pete Carroll. Maybe next year. I don't know. I, I could see definitely a mutual separation, but just, just looking at the night, I, I think the Rams should be able to win. I don't think it'll be by a ton by any means, but probably a, a good touchdown. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Um, it would have been different if the Rams came into this game without Odell Henderson and uh, other players, Ramsey, Higby not playing. But I, a bunch of them were activated off the COVID list and are expected to play. So um, I expect a similar performance to um, to that of the Cardinals game, especially with Henderson coming back. They ran the ball one that game with uh, just Sony Michelle. Really. And now you add Daryl Henderson to that, I think the only – uh, maybe even up the amount of rushes that they have in that game. And I expect guys like Odell, Beck, Odell Beckham Jr. to kind of build off the performance yet against the Cardinals because it seems that Matt, Matthew Stafford is becoming a lot more comfortable with him. Um, just he had, I think, seven targets or something, five receptions for 80-something yards and a touchdown. So I, I expect him to build off of that and build off of that chemistry or build off of those uh, numbers with Matt Stafford just because I think they'll need it. Um, going forward that you can't really just rely on Cooper Cup to get you six receptions, a hundred and something yards and like two touchdowns. That's just not sustainable um, going into the playoffs. Um, some of these better teams, the Packers, the Cowboys and the Bucks, I think their main goal will be to stop um, that connection to Cooper Cup. And then you'll have to rely on guys like Vance Jefferson, Odell, Higby, the kind of um, for the for Matt Stafford to have trust in them to throw in the ball when it matters, um, possibly and come up with a big play. And I think Odell, just based on his past, has proven to be um, that that guy. He was an outstanding talent coming out of LSU and was outstanding his first couple of years with the Giants. So I think that that just doesn't go away. He's still that guy. And I think over these last three weeks, especially with the Rams kind of finding their identity, I think they'll kind of find or Odell will kind of find hit find his identity back again and be an integral part for, for this Rams team and don't need him to be um, starting tonight against the Seahawks who will put up somewhat of a challenge, but I, I think there should, uh, they should deal with them even easier than they did uh, the Cardinals. We're going to talk about the, the Eagles and football team in, in a way, but I wanted to do before we go uh, each uh, AFC and NFC, both divisions, and both these kind of teams are are sitting outside 
of the playoffs currently and then uh, kind of make the case for possibly one that we think can make the playoffs. And on the the NFC teams, I wanted to focus on those those current six-win teams. There'll be uh, some different uh, win teams after tonight and tomorrow night. But we've got the Washington football team, Minnesota Vikings, Philadelphia Eagles, and Atlanta Falcons are all six-win teams at the moment, still in the hunt, feel right there. Out of those teams, Manny, Saint, I mean, excuse me, football team, Vikings, Eagles, and Falcons, which team do you think you could make the case of, of making the playoffs most likely? I think for me, definitely the cutoff is definitely at the Falcons. Um, I think from the Falcons above, those three teams are definitely the uh, the ones I've paid more attention to just because the Falcons have kind of let me down these last couple of weeks. Their performance has been very disappointing. Um, it angers me uh, more than uh, other than just fantasy football reasons alone because I have Kyle Pitts, the amount of times that they target him and actually get him the ball. I think he could be so much more for them. But again, they just don't really seem to look as weird, try to run it a lot more than they should. Um, but for me, I think out of the football team, the Vikings and the Eagles, I think um, in, for me, I think the most, the, more, the most confidence I have is in the, in the Vikings. Um, even though I just said that they have been a little bit inconsistent with these wins and losses, I think just their wins kind of convinced me more than, uh, than the Eagles and the football team because they have, they've had more impactful wins, I think, than those two teams. The Eagles, I think they're just – as soon as Jalen Hurts is kind of playing bad, I think that whole offense kind of crumbles. Um, they, they, they kind of established a running game with Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, but most of the time when Jalen Hurts is really playing very poorly, I think they kind of just struggle to put up points um, simply as that. And for the football team, I think going over these last three games, these next three games, I think they'll just be dealing with injuries, um, not knowing who's going to play. The, all this uncertainty around their, their kind of important players like Taylor Heineke, um, Terry McLaurin, who's in the concussion protocol. I think they'll be dealing with that and kind of that distraction will take away from them kind of focusing in, zoning in on these last important games that they have. So I think the Vikings are in their best position to kind of snatch one of the last spots if things go their way um, because Dalvin Cook miraculously came back and seemed um, to be playing very well almost like he never got injured against the Steelers and just rushed for or had gained over 200 total yards from, from scrimmage. So I think that's a very good sign for them. Justin Jefferson's establishing himself as almost, I would say probably definitely a top five receiver in this league. Um, and I think they're just getting hot at the right time and they have other games left to play against the Packers again. If they beat the Packers again, they'll definitely be a team to watch out for. So I'm looking forward to that. But I think out of those four teams that you mentioned, the Vikings definitely have my vote of confidence for snatching one of those last few spots. In the AFC, looking for your most confident team, your vote of confidence, looking more at the – they're not six-win teams over here. They're seven-win teams. They're sitting at the ninth through 12th spots in the AFC currently – Got the Denver Broncos, Miami Dolphins, Pittsburgh Steelers, and Cleveland Browns, Manny. Both these teams are pretty interesting. I think the most interesting one to me is, is the Dolphins that they've started off on have kind of turned things around. Not confident in them 
really, but all these teams are sitting at seven wins currently and are still in the playoff hunt. But is there any of them that intrigue your interest the most of, of making the playoffs? Uh, for me, it's, it's tough because, again, you have the Steelers there. And I don't know. I mentioned this before in one of the last shows that we did. I don't know if I want to just prolong this these games I have watching Big Ben play before he retires or if I just want to kind of play for better draft position to get a to get his successor uh, per se um perhaps in the first in the first round but I don't think I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go with the Steelers just because I think they have a tough schedule and even though I said that they've already beat the Browns and the Ravens um earlier in the season um they'll most likely lose to the Chiefs and for all I know they could lose to the Browns and the Ravens and lose these last three games so um anything could happen I don't I don't fancy my chances with them um with these last three games so I think I'm going to go with, with the Dolphins. Um, it hasn't been pretty by any means, uh, especially this last game against the Jets. Tua did not play his best game um, whatsoever, but um, they managed to get a, get a win. Um, they have to rely on that um, defense a lot more, I think, than they should because I think Tua sometimes throws it a little bit too much and kind of puts his team in harm's way when they should be running it a lot more with guys like Miles Gaskin. Duke Johnson played surprisingly very well yesterday. I think they should rely more on that. Um, but even so, I think they just – they played the Jets this week, then they played the Saints, the Titans, and then they played the Patriots, who they've already beaten before. So I think these last three games for them are a lot more winnable than most of these other teams. And they've been, they've been hot. They have – I think they've won like six or five straight. So I think much like the – um, the cliche says, get, just get hot at the right time. And those teams are the ones that kind of find themselves playing into late December, January um, in the playoffs. So I'm going to go with the, the Miami Dolphins because of that. Their schedule seems more favorable. And because I think they're just getting hot at the right time where teams like the Bills, the Ravens, and the Steelers kind of find themselves in this uncertain spot where you don't know what could happen. You know who they'll be or who they'll, they'll lose to. Last thing before we go really quick. It was just announced by, by Schefter that Chris Godwin tore his ACL and he will be out for the, the rest of the 2021 season. And obviously earlier today it was reported that they're hoping that he will return for the playoffs. And we discussed a little bit that this is, you believe that it's the biggest loss. I mean, it's kind of Brady's crutch. Luckily they have, like you said earlier, Two Panthers games and a Jets games. I mean, they they should easily win all those three games, even with the injuries. But Chris Godwin being for sure out for the playoffs is a is a huge loss, and they're going to have to figure something out before it's it's playoff time. Figure out who who steps up in that role, and I guess that would be my my question for you. Assuming, say, Mike Evans returns for sure, and Leonard Fournette returns for sure, who do you think? steps up and takes over that Chris Godwin role of, you know, being Tom Brady's crutch because you sometimes need that in big games uh, for sure. And I, I'm definitely curious to see how they, they fill that role of their, honestly, their MVP on offense this year, besides Brady, of course. Yeah. Um, I just saw, I saw that notification up on my phone. And it was, it was, it's crazy to think about now how, you get that wrong how do you just um 
mis-evaluate that, and now it's a torn ACL. And again, the the Bucks fans, everybody's going crazy now that he won't most likely be playing at all for the any remainder of this season. But um, to answer your question, I think it'll be guys. Um, I think it'll be guys like Tyler Johnson, or maybe even Brashad Perryman, or even Scotty Miller. I think it's his name. Um, that Tom Brady will kind of build a relationship with um, over these next three weeks that'll kind of surprise us and be like when he's throwing to them four, five times a game, or you maybe even more for a couple of touchdowns, it'll catch our eye. Be like, what's his name again? Like who was that? I think Tom Brady has kind of built this reputation with throwing to guys like that, kind of these unnamed guys who nobody really knows, but kind of become more well-known when they have Tom Brady throwing to them. We've seen it before with Danny Amendola, Julian Edelman, Wes Welker, all these guys. Then <clears throat> people might not um, know who they are per se initially, but once Brady starts throwing to them a lot and they've come up with these big catches, these game-winning drives, these game-winning plays like Perryman did, um, like Miller did in the, the the conference game against the Packers last year, um, people start to know them and kind of not be prepared for them when uh, when they start running these drag routes, these quick out routes, stuff like that, that kind of gets the Bucks offense in more of a flow. So, again, devastating loss for them. But I think it's these unnamed guys for the Bucks that will have to kind of step up. And they're not bad for any means, but I think more pe- most people just don't know really who they are because you have guys like A.B., Evans, Godwin, Gronk, these household names that have, people have become accustomed to hearing with this team, and these other guys have kind of taken a back seat. Uh, but now they're being thrown into the spotlight, and I think they'll come through because, like I said, we've seen Miller do it before in that big game against them, and we've seen Perriman do it, albeit one time, against the uh, the Bills this past week, two weeks ago, when he made that catch and took it to the house. I think it'll be these guys that Tom Brady kind of looks for now. Um to kind of come up with these big catches, these big first downs for, for the Bucs, because they'll certainly need it um, when they play against these other great teams in the, in the playoffs. Well, that is going to do it for first and moose recap of week 15. Closing in on the playoffs, we've got three more regular season weeks, and I think it's, it's going to be fun. There's There's tons of teams that are – making it come down to to the wire honestly and i think it's going to be very interesting like it was last year and but i think uh the worst part of it is that i think COVID's going to play a possibly a big role into which teams might squeak in there or which teams might fall out or kind of rearrange some seeding things but hopefully not too much and once we make the playoffs hopefully it kind of goes off without a hitch uh injury wise and and COVID wise but been a great NFL regular season and I think we're we're going to end it pretty well I think we've got plenty of great teams to face off against each other in the playoffs but that's been a recap of NFL week week 15 with Connor and Manny thank you for listening to first and moose